You're about to listen to a Bennington Made episode. This was a project we did back when the Southwestern Vermont Chamber of Commerce was the Bennington Chamber of Commerce. We partnered with Mike Cutler and the team at Cat TV or Catamount Access Television locally in Bennington to produce these shows. We hope you enjoy them. Hi everybody, welcome to another episode of Bennington Made. I'm Matt Harrington with the Bennington Area Chamber of Commerce and with us as always is Cat TV. We partner together to film this series. We're excited to go into family owned Madison Brewing. You've probably seen it all around if you've driven down Main Street. We're gonna go connect with Will, their headmaster brewer, to figure out how they make their brew right here in Bennington, Vermont. Come on, let's go. Ready to brew some Norbeaster. Sounds good. Let's get on the way. Come on up. Well, so we're here uh, in Madison Brewing, a family-owned brewery. How long has Madison's actually been here? 20 years. This okay. is actually our 20th year anniversary, wow. believe it or not. So, yeah. Congratulations. Thank and you. they've been brewing beer the whole time. The whole time. That's the premise of Madison Brewing. Absolutely. Obviously, uh, a family-friendly restaurant with yep. food and stuff like that, but it is Madison Brewing, so beer has to be involved. Yes. <laughs> and we want to showcase uh, today kind of the, the making of really your iconic brews. Right now we're, we're brewing a Norbeaster, you say. Yep, it's our chocolate um, imperial stout. It's one of our winter seasonals. Great. So, super excited. Great. And you've been doing this brewing uh, on behalf of Madison's. And, and we, yep. we would say you're maybe not the master brewer. Yep, so, so head brewer. Okay, head yep. brewer. Um, about a year ago, I was promoted to head brewer, okay. which basically means I create all the recipes. I run the brew house, basically. Yep. Um, Mike is the brewery manager, so a lot of people know Mike Madison. He's been brewing for... But 20 years mostly. Yeah. Um, so he's turned over the reins to me and we're going forward. Great. So uh, for our audience and for my sake, lead us through how do we, you know, we all know that we go to the bar and you pull the lever yep. and, and a beautiful beer comes out, but obviously it starts somewhere. It does. It's made somewhere. Yep. What do we, how do we, how, where do we start? We're going to start back in our grain room. Okay. Okay. This is our grain room. Not much to look at, okay. but this is where it begins. So I equate brewing really to baking bread or making a big pot of chili. You begin with a recipe. Okay. So again, like I stated before, it's kind of my job to create these recipes. So recipes have ingredients, obviously. So most beer starts with base grain, so barley, whether that be pale malt, pilsen, wheat, what have you. Um, I formulate the recipe and basically assemble all the specialty grains, which are behind us. Maybe we can get a shot of those. So specialty grains, crystal malt, throw a residual sweetness, chocolate malt, chocolate, 
Um, wheat will give body to a beer, as will any flaked grain, flaked oats, flaked barley, um, mouthfeel chewiness. So we assemble all of those grains and we basically feed them into this mill. Okay. Now this mill will take about 200 pounds of grain at a time. Most of our recipes are much more than that, so we'll kind of just stack them here. And as it's augering into the mash tun, I am constantly feeding this mill. Okay. So it's fairly labor intensive. Um, you know, the, the bags of grain are 50 or 55 pounds. So you're literally lifting them up yeah. and, and putting them in. So it's a great workout. Original mill, which is kind of cool. So we just keep it, um, keep it maintained and we go from there. How do you come up with the recipes? I mean, uh, like I, I said before, Madison's really has some iconic, um, you know, whether that be the 76er, yep. the old 76, uh, Norbisa we're brewing today. How yep. do you come up with those? So what I've done is, the old 76 is basically the only recipe that I haven't touched. Okay. Mike has asked me to come in and kind of just give a facelift to the, the recipes. There's new ingredients, there's new techniques, things like that. Haven't really touched the old 76, but everything else I've kind of put my footprint on, but it really stems from homebrewing. I'm an okay. avid home brewer. I'll test things out in the homebrew world and just kind of scale them Neat. up, which is, is difficult. Um, it takes a lot of experience to be able to do that. So my first year and a half here was really learning the system. My last year and a half has been pushing out recipes. So we've um, seen that. Yep. We are here at the mash tun. As you can see up here, this is the auger. So that's coming, feeding in through the other side. We have our trusty little spout, which we can put on in a second. But this basically hooks in here. And then this will hook in here as well. So basically what you're getting is water being fed through this copper. Okay. And then the grain coming through. Okay. So as you can see, there's all those little holes in there and water literally sprays through those pretty vigorously. And what's happening is as your malt is coming down through, it's basically wetting it, getting it ready to, to yeah. steep. And that's really what you're doing, and I think you, you did a great way of saying that because being a person that doesn't fully understand the chemistry, but I understand steeping. Yes, right? absolutely. A tea. tea. Yep. Uh, so that's what we're doing with the grains right here. We are. So again, it'll come through, the grains will come in, it'll mix with that water. Um, this is called a hot liquor tank. Okay. Bit of a misnomer. It's basically all of the hot water we're going to need for this brew session. Okay. So that water that's shooting through this here is basically coming from this here through a pump through this here and down through here. Okay. So we're wetting the grain. Again, we want it to steep. It's called mashing in. That's right. the technical term okay. in the brewing world. And depending on how much sweetness we want to extract from the grain, we set this at a certain temperature. Okay. So that's basically what we're doing in this vessel is we're taking the barley and we're extracting the sugar out of it. Now that's a real layman's way to put it, but that's what we're doing. Right. Um, and again, with the water, depending on the temperature, if we, if we mash in at 158 degrees, we're getting different kinds of sugars out of that beer. It's kind of interesting, I think, because you don't always think of, of wheat and barley and those types of things as being sweet. Yep. But really, their chemical compound is that of sugar, yep. right? So you're breaking that down yep. and pulling that out. And the barley is malted. Okay. So when the barley gets harvested from the field, it goes through a malting process, which is very similar to this. Um, it's basically steeped a little bit. It starts to germinate that stop. It's kilned, okay. then it comes to us as brewers. So barley doesn't come from the field to us. There's a malting okay. yep, process in between. Yeah. And again, if you look in here, you can see we got chocolate grain here. You can see this is clearly oatmeal in there. There's crystal grain in there. And a lot of this is just base barley. 
So what we want with the Norbeaster specifically is it's a big beer. Yep. It's about 10% ABV. And you know, we're looking for chocolate and coffee and caramel, just this wave of flavors. Okay. Um, so hence, you know, the specialty grains. So, but you don't ever throw any coffee into it. Well, that's not so so okay. accurate. So, okay. so for this beer, yes, the, the grain will give us chocolate and coffee undertones, but once this beer is done fermenting, which we'll go over in a minute, I put on it chocolate coffee beans and cocoa nibs. They basically just steep in there for yep. three days and they throw some additional flavors. And so, so yes, you can. And coffee is an interesting one because you can cold steep coffee, you can do the cold beans like I do. So yep. we could have a whole nother show on, on coffee. <laughs> so um, so you, 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 you set it in here. So How it's in here. It yep, set? it steeps in here for an hour, depending on the recipe, but an hour is a good rule of thumb. On the bottom of this is a manifold. It's a four piece manifold that hooks together and it has basically drills hold, holes drilled in it, excuse me. And all this water wart sugars will push down through. It'll go up through here, around and into the kettle. Once this process, once that liquid goes into this kettle here after it's deep, it's called wart. Okay. It's an old brewing term, W-O-R-T. Then it's in the kettle and then we take it from the kettle. As you can see it's a nice mocha color right now. And we don't have smell-o-vision, but the smell coming off of this is fantastic. We're waiting for this to boil again, and once it starts boiling, then we'll add that first hop addition, as we said, and we go from there. Mike, do you want to put your GoPro in there? Let's attach a string to it. So we'll keep an eye. We got four ounces, you're good. Perfect. And a pinch for luck. And a pinch for luck. There you go. It can all go right in. Bam. Perfect. There. You have started the boil. This is a fermenter. Quick point of notification here. These are open fermenters. Very unusual this day and age. Most fermenters you'll see are closed. Yep. This is the Peter Austin system. It was developed to brew English style beers where open fermentation is encouraged. Makes it a little tricky for us trying to brew American style beers. So I've really spent the last three years since I started here figuring out ways to capture aroma, to keep certain things out of here. There's certain things you don't want in here. Um, and I think that we've done a fair job of that. That being said, super excited to announce in about three weeks, Madison's will be getting their first conical closed fermenter. Okay. Something that I've been wanting for a while. Um, it's a Christmas present. It is a Christmas present, um, a very big Christmas present, and that will replace one of these tanks. And okay. we're going to be looking to basically replace these tanks over the next year or so. Okay. Um, they've served us well, but again, they're 20 years old. The technology is a bit dated, so we're, we're, we're going to do it up. So then from here, when it, it'll basically sit, again, depending on the recipe, anywhere from three to nine days, we will chill it. So there's a glycol system, those coils inside that Mike probably captured. Um, we run glycol through there because it gets to a point where we want to stop that yeast from eating sugars. We want to keep a certain amount right. of sweetness in the beer. If we just let them go, it would be super dry and not very sweet. Yep. So we, it's called basically originating gravity, which we're creating out here, and then final gravity in here. When we hit that final gravity, we chill it. That'll say, yeast, you're done. The yeast will kind of die off, fall to the bottom, and the beer is ready to go. 
From here, it will go downstairs into our conditioning tanks. Okay. And these are the CT tanks. So right now, that up there is boiling. Yep. When it's done, yep. do you let it sit at all? Uh, it rests for about a half hour. Okay. Let's all the kind of particulate settle out. And then there is a pipe up there. Yep. That's literally bringing it into each one of these, or into one of the barrels. So it'll go out of the kettle into the fermenter. It'll ferment once it's done fermenting. Okay. And then it comes down here. Right, right. And basically, you know, we open this right up. You get inside, you clean it all nice and good on the side. Sight gauges so we know. Like this is the old 76. Looks like we got about 128 gallons left of that. And we just go right through. We have eight of those conditioning tanks. Do have two keg lines. So upstairs you'll notice we have 10 taps, but only yep. eight tanks. So eight tanks plus two taps, two kegs, 10 taps. Gotcha. So what do you think? You wanna hop inside and do a little scrubbing? Yes, <laughs> I do. All right, let's do it. You can put what it- What is this? I thought, this isn't dirty jobs. <laughs> this is just bedding to me. You can put that right on the floor. Basically, all you're gonna do is you're gonna grab that sponge. Yeah. It's just a light alkaline cleaner. Shouldn't, shouldn't affect your, okay. your skin at all. And we just go right around. <laughs> oh, you're doing a fine job. Well. Hello. Well. What do we got? How we doing? We're almost done. Oh, it's looking good. Looking good. All right, great job with that fermenter, by yeah. the way. Wow, good job. All right, so we are actually done running off, so I'm gonna have you actually go up to our control board there. Yeah. See where it says M1? Yeah. There's a green light up top. I want you to hit the red button right underneath. The red one? Your red one, the red pill. Are you sure? I'm, I'm sure. Okay. Yes. Excellent. What that do? So what that did, as I was saying before, we were pumping the wort into the kettle. There's okay. no more wort in here. So you basically shut this pump off okay. and now we get to clean this out. All right, good, 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 good. Good job. Quarter bin, not bad. What? <laughs> couple right against the side look at that bam fine job all right Matt so here we are at the end best part of the job here you get the sample some Norbeaster awesome all Great. right so okay. hit me up with some Norbeaster all right I got this hey Mike how are you hey Matt how you doing today thanks for joining us for the shoot and uh, for having us uh, on Bennington Made, and uh, we're excited what you guys are doing, Madison's, and, and excited to see what comes. Cheers. Some good stuff. So, Matt, I'll walk you through the beer here. Okay. So, as you see, it's our Norbeaster Imperial Stout. Nice tan head on there. If you give it a couple side to sides, you'll see the carbonation come up. So what I like to do when I first begin a beer, what you want to do is you really want to set the palate. Okay. You do that by aroma. So what we'll do is we'll give it a gentle little swirl here, and we'll go right in. Come out, come back in. You're getting coffee, chocolate, a little bit of that sweetness. You can also smell the alcohol. That may sound a little weird, but you can tell, like, okay, there's, there's some alcohol in there. Um, 
So sniff and then right down the... Let it kind of mingle around the tongue. Get some bitterness in there. And again, just that chocolate, that coffee coming right through. I think what a lot of people do, unfortunately, is they don't smell the beer and they just cram it right down. So you want to take a minute, appreciate it. And this beer, what I would do is I'd set it right on the bar and walk away for about 10 minutes because it's pretty cold right now. In 10 minutes, that's going to warm up a little bit, and that's just going to release even deeper chocolate coffee tones. Um, probably get some molasses as well as it warms up a tad. Um, so don't be in such a hurry to drink your beer. Relax. Stick around for a while. Grab some food. Stick around. Let that beer. It's going to change over time. You know, even in the, the 10 to 20 minutes that you drink it, it's going to taste a little different from the first minute to the, to the last sip. So enjoy that beer all the way through the process. I will enjoy that beer. So much that we've learned here on Bennington Made, and the beauty of it is it's made right here in Bennington, Vermont. Downtown Bennington, Vermont. Downtown Bennington, Vermont. Make sure you stop by Madison's right on Main Street. Come and try all of Will and the Madison's favorite flavors. I know you're rolling out a bunch uh, for this winter season and also yep. into the spring. And, uh, and tune in next time to another Bennington Made. Thanks so much, Will. Thanks, Matt.